I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we trace the remarkable story of the condiment on your dinner table and how it built one of the greatest civilizations the world has ever seen. The 1976 Bollywood blockbuster Shole has an iconic scene when the chief antagonist Gabbar Singh's henchmen return after an unsuccessful raid on a village. Their attempts to loot and collect unjust taxes have been thwarted by the two protagonists and Gabbar Singh is angry. He chastises his men and one of them who goes by the name Kalia pleads Sardar maine aapka namak khaya hai to which an angry gabbar replies to ab goli kha but long before kalia and gabbar were discussing loyalty and salt in an over dramatized scene in shole a civilization close to india was having a completely different experience china is the oldest literate society still in existence and its 4000 years of written history begin as a history of inventions and while kalia may have eaten gabbar's namak the chinese rarely sprinkled salt directly in their foods it was usually added by means of various condiments salt based sauces and pastes fish fermented with salt was one of the most popular amongst them it was called jiang but in china soybeans were added to ferment with the fish and in time the fish was dropped from the recipe altogether Jiang became Jiangou or as we know it now soy sauce the fermenting process in chinese food was another gift of salt the more common word for understanding it was pickling as vegetables began to rot the sugars break down and produce lactic acid which act as a preservative when salt is added it prevents the formation of yeast which ensures that we end up with pickles and not fermented alcohol but beyond sustaining the chinese and preserving food sources salt was playing a pivotal role in building the chinese civilization itself in 250 bc there was a man named li bing who was the governor of the modern chinese province of sichuan he built the first dam on the yangtze river which is considered to be among the two great rivers in chinese history the dam still functions in its modernized form li bing had three stone figures of men placed in the water as gauges If their feet were visible this signaled drought conditions and the dam's gates were opened to let in water if their shoulders were submerged flood waters had risen too high and the dam's gates were closed because of this dam system the plains of eastern sichuan became an affluent agricultural center of china and continues to be so as li bing continued to work he made a key discovery he found that natural brine from which salt was made did not originate in the pools where it was found but seeped up from underground in 252 bc he ordered the drilling of the world's first brine well but all was not well people who worked in these wells often fell sick and sometimes even died occasionally a tremendous explosion would kill an entire crew the workers believed that an evil spirit from the underground was rising up 
and causing destruction. By 100 AD, they understood that the invisible substance could be lit on fire and found ways to control it using bamboo tubes and mud. They began to evaporate brine and make salt, making it the first known use of natural gas in the world. Li Bing lived during one of the most important crossroads in Chinese history. A unified China had emerged after centuries of war, and now the unified state began debating the nature of government and the rights of rulers. At the center of the debate was salt. Because for centuries, Chinese government saw salt as the source of state revenue. The ancient character for salt, yan, is a pictograph in three parts. The lower part shows tools. The upper left is an imperial official and the upper right is brine. So the character itself has state control in its depiction. And the roots of this debate lies in probably the most important thinker in Chinese civilization, Confucius. He was focused on morality, how one ought to treat one's fellow human beings and how one must treat gods and parents. Pupils of Confucius and his descendants travelled across China to explain to rulers that they stayed in power by mandate from heaven based on moral principles. He advised them that unwise and amoral behaviour would force gods to take away their mandates. These philosophers were butting heads with another set of people who advised the rulers. Legalists The legalists took a pragmatic view of things and pushed for efficient systems even if it came at the cost of morality. They suggested that the price of salt should be fixed at a higher level than the purchase price. This would enable the state to import salt and sell it at a profit. By 221 BC, this was affected into policy and became the first example of state-controlled monopoly of a vital commodity. The salt revenues were used to build not only armies but defensive structures, including the one which became emblematic of China, the Great Wall. While China was consolidating internally, it still had to ward off threats of Huns and nomadic invaders from the north out of China. At the time, it was probably the most advanced civilization on earth and expanding its territories in other directions. In 104 BC, Chinese armies marched towards the west and a former Greek kingdom called Sogdiana with its capital in Samarkand was captured. But multiple campaigns like these needed to be funded and the tax on salt came to the rescue. As the Chinese empire's fortunes waxed and waned, tax came to be abolished and reinstated. But beyond that, salt allowed the Chinese to argue on fundamental principles. The need for profits, the rights and obligations of nobility, aid to the poor, taxes and the dividing line between rule of law and anarchy. I think it would be safe to say that these issues are unresolved and modern nations continue to struggle with them. Salt is such a common ingredient that we take it for granted. But if we look back at the Chinese example, everything from soy sauce to statecraft was influenced by it. Maybe it would do us good that once in a while, we sit back and think of people and things in our life we take for granted and be grateful for that salt of our lives. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.